We are gathered in the darkness to witness the broken and alone bury the demons and take back their lives. We will no longer fear you, but will rise from the ashes and burn you to the ground. There will be no mercy. There will be no surrender. Ladies and gentlemen, don't adjust your audio. This is Jay Bone here for Spinning Thoughts. Filling in for Angela. He was too busy to spend his uh, his Wednesday night with you, so I thought that I'd fill in um, for the first and best episode of the Metal Thoughts Takeover, but episode 203, for those of you keeping score at home, of the Spinning Thoughts podcast. We've got an awesome lineup tonight, a lot of really good topics to talk to you with a very special, very unexpected guest. I think you're all going to be really excited about. But before we get into that, I just want to make sure if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't yet done it, check us out at Spin Thoughts on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Grinder, Bumble, wherever you're at. We're out there. Find us. Interact with us. Be social. Tonight on the Spinning Thoughts podcast, I have the privilege of interviewing a gentleman that I've known for a long time. Most of you know him as the host of the Spinning Thoughts podcast. But I know him as a brother, musician, and fellow music lover. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Angelo Gardero. And I love you, man. How you doing? Oh, my Lord. I cannot believe that you did this intro on the first fucking try. Jay, I'm great, man. I'm just sitting back in my chair kind of blown away. How are you doing this fine evening? Brother, I learned from the best. Um, student of the game. Um, you know, first time caller, long time listener. Damn, so dude. Uh, I mean, this is a, this is a good way to come out of the gate. How does it feel to be in the hot seat, though? I don't feel like I'm in it yet. I I I'm curious to see how this is going to go. It's a interesting idea. It's kind of funny that we haven't done anything like this. I've actually never really done an interview. I've never been interviewed really in terms of like being Angelo from spinning thoughts. So, you know, whatever that tells you. So we'll, we'll see how it feels. So it's funny that you say that because 203 episodes in starting to get real creative, right? So you're getting interviewed. Um, you just had interviews with contributors and, um, you know, kind of a lot of, a lot of different things like that. So the game's changing a little bit, you know, COVID-19 Angelo stepping up to the plate. Yes. So it's, it's our turn to treat you. So I think that, you know, in 203 episodes, we've learned a lot about music. We've talked about a lot of stuff. But today, I want to talk about you, which is one of my favorite subjects. So, um, <laughs> listen, you started, what, three and a half, almost four years ago now? Or is it two and a half, almost three years ago? I think it's the former. So, you've been doing this for a long time, right? You came up with an idea to, to start a podcast. You hopped on the airwaves um, 203 episodes later in a um, a couple of spins on Adobe, and now we're we're here where we're at. Um, what is it, man? What is it that got you interested in music to the point that you just want to talk about it all the time? The I've told us I've told the story of how spinning thoughts really came about, and and that revolves around Four Chord Music Fest, which is an annual music fest here in Pittsburgh, a DIY fest. Uh, Put on by our friend Rishi Ball of Eternal Boy, one of the best pop punk bands, certainly in Pittsburgh, and definitely uh, that's around currently. But that's Hell not a nice guy, too, right? He's an okay guy. He's he's okay. Uh, Rishi's okay. So you know that's the story that I tell. But I guess ultimately the reason why I even thought a podcast was possible or an option was because truthfully the music for me wasn't going anywhere. I, you know, obviously Jay, you know, this and some of the listeners may know, but you and I were our question mark in a band and we've been in bands, not together, but in our own Listen, ways. Whether we, whether we are or not saying that we are 
sounds a lot cooler than saying that we were. So we're in a band. And, <laughs> and so, you know, things just were not going the way. The older I was getting and the further deeper in the life I was getting, it just didn't feel like I was making an impact in the music scene the way that I used to. You know, when I was grinding and doing, I mean, not, not tours. I've gone on maybe a small handful of small, small few date tours and weekenders or something like that. But I just felt like I was missing something in my life because I wasn't making as big of an impact in the music scene as I wanted to. I had been doing it since middle school. And for some reason, uh, a podcast has resonated the most uh, out of any music endeavor I feel I've done to date. Good or bad or in between. I'd rather have the ba- one of the bands have taken off. But, you know, spinning thoughts is uh, one of my favorite things to do. I mean, you get what you get and you busted your ass to get it to where it is and everything that it is you've made it brother so lot to be proud of there um but you're you're obviously and the reason that when i met you i i fell head over heels let's just call it what it is is because i've, I've never met anybody that has that passion for music i mean i've got a record collection um that i like to say that i'm proud of i got a lot of the classics i got a lot of really cool stuff but i mean you are one of my heroes in that in that realm, man. You got the mecca. How many how many would you say you're up to now? <laughs> it's funny you asked the question. I recently tweeted out that I was cataloging, and I've been wanting to do this for years. And I don't know if you and I have ever talked about this. I that mine are in alphabetical order, and I have uh, I've designed like old records that are pulled out a little bit and taped, and then I have letters you know on it to designate A through Z. Right? Uh, I've I've done that, and I I have a lot. I'll get to what I think the number is here in a minute, but I tweeted out recently that I wanted to catalog them in Google sheets, meaning I want to create a tab at the bottom a through Z. And I want to take every record, look at it and put the artist and the album. Now I could get even crazier and put like, you know, is it a 33? Is it a 72? Is it a mono stereo, you know, year, whatever the fuck. But I just want to know ultimately Jay, to answer your question, I have so many fucking records, and I think it's going to be closer to 500. I thought it was more around 300, Um, but I am on D right now, and I have over 100 right now. That's ridiculous. That's awesome. So I can't even imagine what it's going to be, but it's gotten so insane to, to where I sit here and I look at my awesome setup and all these records, and I go, what the fuck do I want to listen to? And I end up like not listening to anything or the same thing over and over again because I don't know what I have anymore. So I want to use technology with old technology so that I can look easily and see what I have. And maybe I'll even like color code according to what I've listened to more recently. Who knows? But I think I'm going to hit around 500. I will give an update on our social media at Spin Thoughts once I get the actual number. So... And that's, I mean, I'm looking forward to that because I'm curious. I've seen the collection um, and it's been a while. Because yeah, it's grown since then. Stay at home. So I'm, I'm sure it has. Um, I t- every time I talk about records, though, I tell people about you specifically because we've been to enough record stores. You do something that blows me away. Every time Angelo goes to a record store, which is, if it, unless it changes weekly, we are talking about walking out with four or five records in hand at a minimum. But Angelo does something really freaking cool. Every time he goes to a record store, grabs grabs a record from a band he's never heard of before. What made you start doing it? Dude, I mean, absolutely. That's one of my favorite things. Uh, and honestly, I'd have to say the reason why I start, why I do it so consistently when I go to a record store. I've always done that. Um, in middle school there in high school Jay you may know this website most people listening are not going to know this website but I used to browse the shit out of pure volume (laughs) (laughs) do you know what I'm talking about yeah dude pure volume my my first band had a pure volume dude fuck yeah accepted anybody it was was fucking crazy man boy was pure volume the shit and I think they're even kind of still around but obviously not very relevant but let's bring back hashtag uh, revive pure volume revive pure volume I wasn't I used to almost curate playlists not for pure volume because I didn't have that but with my core group of friends I used to find all these bands on pure, pure volume and I would send out links to people and everything of these new bands like race the sun I remember being a band that I found on pure volume that I loved so it's always been in my blood 
but ultimately I was I was in a record store, uh, the exchange. I was at an exchange in <laughs> Jay. I was in Medina, Ohio. <laughs> Um, and at an exchange, but I was not with the person you may think I was with in Medina, Ohio. I was with an ex-girlfriend. And when we were in this exchange, I, I just, I went to the bottom shelf, uh, to, to the old records because there was one that was sticking out and I could see a little bit of the print, like the album art on the front and I pulled it out and it was Uriah Heep's, um, oh my God, wizards, something wizards. It's right behind me. I should pull it out. Um, Demons and Wizards. Why can't I remember it right now? Uh, it's really cool. The artwork is very, very like um, unique and artsy and um, mystical. I had never heard of Uriah Heep ever, and I had actually put it back into you know the shelf and said, "Fuck it, I've never heard of this band." And I kept looking. I wa- I really wanted like a Pink Floyd album or a Led Zeppelin album, and I ended up looking, and they were all like fucking thirty, forty dollars. So I was about to walk out of the exchange with nothing in my hand. And for some reason, that album just stayed on my mind. It was a dollar. It was a dollar. So I said, you know what? Screw it. I grabbed it, got it for a dollar. I didn't get to listen to it for a few days because I was not in Pittsburgh. I was visiting at that time. My girlfriend got home a few days later, put that thing on and absolutely fell in love. And Uriah Heep, as Jay, you know, is honestly one of my favorite bands ever, ever. And so since then... I just had the motto, go in and try to find your next Uriah Heap, basically. Okay. So that leads me to the next question that I really wanted to ask. What's the best Uriah Heap that you found? Is it Uriah Heap or is there another album that you found blindly that blew you away even more? Of Uriah Heap or of another band? Just your best uh, record store, bottom shelf, never heard of you find. Oh man, that's a good question. And, and I'm going to just defer back to Uriah heat because it was the catalyst, but there is one that I have on my, on the tip of my tongue and I cannot, there's two now that I have on the tip of my tongue and I could easily turn around and grab it, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not the host right now. And so I feel that I can be a little sassy guest and I don't feel like doing that's that. Fine. That's fine. You'd be as sassy as you want to. I will. Uh, so you said the word catalyst. And I just want to let you know, as a as a fellow punk pop teen angst, as soon glory. as you said that, my my the voice in my head got real Catalyst, fucking nasal. You insist, you insist to, pull to pull me down. Me down. <laughs> That's exactly. I think about it every time uh, I say that word. You can't not think of it that word. <laughs> say it again. Um, one of the one of the best songs, um, just of that of that era of that. And I mean, that really, I know that that's pushed you through. Is that your favorite, like, generation of of pop punk? Are you more into it now? Like, what is it that, what time period in pop punk history are you teleporting to when you have the chance? Oh, man. You're good at this. You're really good at this. Asking the fucking tough questions, man. Yeah, you're really good at this. I am not a pop punk purist. So there are some... (gasps) I know there are some like Rishi of Eternal Boy is a, a pop punk purist. You know, traditional pop punk is where his heart is, and I respect him for it. And Eternal Boy does great at it. Goalkeeper is another band that kind of sticks to that traditional, like early two thousands, and even like subcultury kind of like pop punk. That I, I get that Goalkeeper gets a Blink One Eighty Two kind of vibe reference all the time but it's got like that green day you know you know what i'm talking about you know you know what i think gets the blink from them the most is that they're fun like they are and if you've ever seen them live they're they're just freaking fun man yeah and they kind of have that that presence there's no question yeah there's no question i mean and i think that both bands would be quite um flattered by by the reference i you know they're taking a page out of the book and and uh that who, who has it? I mean, the first song I ever learned on both guitar and bass was a Blink-182 song, right? So, uh, yeah. I'm going to guess that that bass song was Carousel. It, was, it, it wasn't Carousel for me. Uh, oh, yeah, it was on, on bass. Carousel and then Damn It on guitar. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, so, oh, to answer your question, though, you know, I, I have the nostalgia factor with the, you know, early 2000s kind of newfound glory 
The Starting Line is one of my top five favorite bands of all time. And uh, Jay, you should know that that is a lot. That means a lot because I'm including them with bands like the Beatles. Uh, The Starting Line is in that top five, not pop punk, but of just all my favorite bands. Uh, But I would have to say that I really, really like uh, the new music that's coming out of of, uh, pop punk has just become like the blanket term for almost (laughs) anything that isn't on the radio. And that's fine by me. I'm not a, you know, I'm not a stickler to semantics in the spinning thoughts realm. I may be in other facets of my life. Uh, so I'd say I, I'd like to stick around and, and I like to keep digging my toes uh, into the sand of the new music. And that's, I mean, that's the way to be. It's always about, always about evolving and there's tons of new stuff. I mean, I feel like even though pop punk was probably more prevalent in the early 2000s, there's just so much more of it right now. Um, you know, there's a lot of great bands doing a lot of great different things. And even though it's not like bordering on pop radio because of how, how popular it is right now, I still think that, um, you know, there's, there's just a lot of content right now, a lot of good stuff going on. Well, dude, think but, about all the bands from the like OG wave, I guess, of pop punk. There's like a lot. Most of them are still around. Think about it. Taking Back Sunday, Newfound Glory, Less Than Jake, Real Big Fish. Uh, this is not pop punk, but this band's been around for a fuck ton. We've talked about them. Slipknot. Yeah, it's like the bands of our generation have Foo Fighters. They have not stopped. It's like their longevity you know is go, like nonstop. And here's a here's a question that I have for you. And I was gonna wait. There are other places that I wanted to take this right now because we were talking about it and it was relevant. But I have to stop you right there because I have to make this comment. After all of the beating and the tongue lashing and the tweeting and the shit that I took from you from January to March at least about um, about wage war, right? This is this is my interview now, so I'm in the driver's seat. Go why ahead. do you hate the Foo Fighters? Why, why do I hate the Foo Fighters? Why do you hate the Foo Fighters? I dislike the Foo Fighters. I don't hate anybody or any band. I That's it, fair. Um and and he, people get caught up on like specific words. So for clarity, I think, I think the Foo Fighters do a really damn good job. And I think Dave Grohl is absolutely inspirational. hundred percent. You know, I like Dave Grohl in other, in other outfits, right? Um, well, not everything else that he's done, which is a great follow up. I know Nirvana. I know. Uh, but ultimately Foo Fighters do nothing for me. They just, their music does nothing for me. And, and that is fine. That's what makes music so amazing. I mean, look, like, there's a band called Youth Fountain. And I don't know, Jay, if you've given them much attention. Uh, they are on the, like, grittier, more uh, aggressive pop punk side of things. They're on the um, west side of Canada in a British – is that British Columbia over there or no? I don't know. What I, th- the- I think so. I think you're on something. Well, listen – it's me and you talking. Nobody's going to correct us. This is so. true. Well, this is why we need Dan or Elliot here on the call. Uh, but or where was I even? What was I saying? Oh, Youth Fountain. Thank you. Uh, Youth Fountain. So this is a band that I uh, have told a lot of people to listen to. And to be honest with you, most of the people that I know in real life that I've said to listen to Youth Fountain absolutely do not like them. And, and so, I mean, that's just how it is. And so I respect what... Foo Fighters do, but yeah, they, their music does nothing for me. And it's the, the reason I bring it up for those of you keeping score at home when, when Angela and I bicker like an old married couple is that the Foo Fighters are my absolute all time favorite band. I'm obsessed with Dave Grohl. I am an absolute fanboy to the max. Um, love everything they've ever done, have every album on vinyl and probably most of them on CDs, even so. This point, I don't even have a CD player. Um, but <laughs> I, don't I either. love everything the Foo Fighter does. And I was listening to um, my favorite album of all time is uh, Tom Petty's Wildfire. Love it. Can't explain why. That's wow. like, I, I love that album. I didn't know that and was your favorite album of all time. It's a bold statement, but I, I really think it is. Wow. I actually started using it to, to put my baby to sleep. Wow. He listens to it every night. Yeah. Dude, that's cool. Big scary metal guy, right? And I'm talking about Tom Petty and the Foo Fighters. Oh, dude, that's cool, though. I mean, I, you know, I don't really ever want kids, but if I ever did, like, that's, that's something that makes me jealous of, like, people who have kids. I would love to introduce music to a kid of mine. Like, I, 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 that's definitely something that I know I'm going to miss out on. 
Well, Angel, you're all of our fathers with the music. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Father's Day is around the corner. So everyone listening, please send your Father's Day gift to at SpinFast. Um, that's our PayPal, too. Yeah. So. Venmo, you know, OnlyFans, whatever. Yeah, whatever. However, I'm going to get that money in front of Angela. Um, it'll twerk for it. I will. I will. We have premiere episodes every Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available on all podcast platforms the following Monday. We're on all social media at Spin Thoughts, and our website is thespinningthoughts.com. I'm here, I guess, with Jay on the very first ever Metal Thoughts takeover of Spinning Thoughts. So, uh, Jay, I hand the mic back to you. So back before I got on my tangent, I, I get all riled up about the Foo Fighters, just like you did about Wage War. It's just going to be one of those things that we're never going to agree on. Nope. Um, but we were talking a little bit about that heyday, the, the glory days of pop punk with the early 2000s. Um, and you have to know what's coming. We, we've got to talk about this. We've got to clear the air. Right now, today, what would you say if you had an opportunity to talk to Krista Makes? If I could talk to Krista makes of less than Jake, and for anybody who's wondering why this is being brought up, it's because episode 27 of the podcast was with Krista makes of less than Jake, and it has gone down in Spinning Thoughts history as just absolutely my worst interview I've ever done. It haunts me to this day. What I would say to Krista makes right to be honest with you, I would just like to, I would like to make fun of it with him and. I would like to ask him about his thoughts of that interview uh, and, um, you know, just, I guess, kind of see if we could do it over again after that. But if he would ever be willing to sit down and talk, and I'm sure we did, nothing ended on bad terms. I just, no, I fanboyed not. out because it was a dude from one of my favorite bands growing up. I really, really looked up to this guy and still do. And I, I love less than Jake. I've played in ska bands. Jay and I have played in ska bands and yeah i mean i would just uh i think we'd make fun of uh what had happened and i think i would also want to impress the fuck out of him uh with how deep my voice has gotten you know since then <laughs> and that's actually exactly this is like your this is like your therapy session almost like your this is my life right um throwing out the greatest hits here yes but um that was that was early on in the career man right so that's to me that's not something to be embarrassed about and wear on your shoulders like you do to me that is something to listen to like not this episode because it's probably going to be the best one but like any other episode <laughs> and then compare the two to see how far you've come yeah no I, I mean it really i've never asked chris to do it again and i bet you he would uh because we didn't end on bad terms at all i just you know it wasn't the best interview he's ever experienced that's all that it really was and i embarrassed myself i think he would do it again especially if i reminded him of what and kind of painted the narrative of like this is I need this it's almost like Rocky 2 I need I need this like I need to I need there to be Rocky 2 uh so we'll see maybe we'll make it happen so we're 203 episodes into spinning thoughts I'm sure you get question all the time but what is your most memorable moment thus far from actually recording episodes or because as you know jay and as many of the listeners know we're we're more than a podcast we have a website thespinningthoughts.com come on are you gonna plug us jay as the host i mean what are you well, doing here listen at at spin thoughts on all of the socials thespinningthoughts.com is where you can find stellar reviews about the the hard rock and metal scene from the boy at jay bone bass and, you know, then, then some other stuff, talented contributors, but the guy who runs it a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit off his rocker. He, he is. He absolutely is. I would not want to work with him. Uh, but are you talking about like interviews for the po for the podcast? What what is it that you've done in general? Not just interviews, not just podcast. I know that's where your heart is, where everything started. But what have you done from day one to now that just sticks out in your mind is the highlight. There's a ton, and I'm going to just name a few that come to mind. First of all, it's been amazing to support up-and-coming bands. I've seen a lot of bands, and I'm not saying that I have any credit whatsoever. I don't believe that I do. But I've seen a lot of bands that have come through the podcast, through our playlists, through our social media. We have a lot of ways that we support bands, and I've seen bands really continue to grow and do right to their fans. And it's just great to be part of that community and to see 
and help bands grow. That's certainly, I mean, that's what I'm here for. That's what we're here for. So that's definitely cool. I love getting music in advance that never gets old. When I get a juicy new album before everybody else, I definitely still like that. I've not lost uh, any kind of shine there. Uh, getting into Warp Tour and doing press for the final full run was amazing. That was a full circle kind of thing for me. I've attended it, I've played on it, and then I covered it. So that was fucking crazy. More recently, I've had two interns that are getting college credit <laughs> through Spinning Thoughts, and I have a day job at a university. And so it's really kind of mind-blowing to, to have my professional life blend with music it's actually the first time in my life this has ever happened and earlier in this episode you know I mentioned music wasn't working out for me in a band so I started a podcast and that it's been the most successful music endeavor again that's a low bar but the most successful music endeavor I've ever done and now it's really bleeding into my professional life I mean with COVID-19 uh obviously Everybody has been, for the most part, socially distancing, quarantine. Uh, universities closed down in class sessions and moved it remotely. And literally, Jay, I mean, I had people that I work with come to me and say that they know that I run a podcast and have been leaning into me to do webinars and other kinds of things because they know that I can do it in other capacities. It's really ridiculous. So uh, ultimately, there's so many things like the contributors like how we've had at one point we had 25 at one given time 25 people there's some in canada i've never fucking been to canada jay i've never been there and i have two writers that have been on the team for two years it's it's things like that it's meeting people like that supporting bands and and building a community of people we've never released a negative review interview nothing all those things make me very, very happy. So that being said, shout out to, um, you know, kind of all contributors past and present for uh, spending thoughts. And you can find their shit anytime at Spin Thoughts on, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, you know, all the socials and thespinningthoughts.com. I hope I'm, I hope I'm doing that justice at this point. There you go. You, um, you got it. It was like, see, you want it to be like in the same breath, you know, as what, yeah, like right. you're talking about. It really gets the engagement. Um, that's, that's what I'm looking for. Um, but, well, I remember when you first told me, hey, I want to have contributors. We had a great conversation about it. Um, and you had a lot of people that wanted to do it. When you oh. narrowed it down to 25, there was a lot of interest. And to me, man, getting people from Canada, getting people from all over the U.S., having that interest, does it ever blow you away that people that live in these places are even listening to what you have to say? I don't think that they're listening to what I have to th uh, have to say. I think that people, because spinning, I wouldn't be doing this. I say this to the contributors in our chat. I say it to people in my life, and I'll say it to anybody. You know, if if people weren't listening, I wouldn't be doing this. Period. I mean, I don't make money from this. I don't want to make money from it. Uh, it's never been about that. I, I don't see it becoming that because I make money in other places. This is just. When I was in a band and my band friends know I never made money in a band, right, Jay? I mean, but we still practice. We still drove, what, three and a half hours into the middle of Pennsylvania to play a Firefly Festival? For what? For what? And that was one of the coolest days of my life. I like, know. And that's just Dude, I totally agree. It that and that's what I'm getting to is you you know, it's it's those kinds of things. It's it's just that blow me away and, and never get old and you know, I, I wouldn't change it for the world. So moving forward, like, you know, talking a little bit about what's next. I mean, this is this has taken off because I'm sure when you started, um, when you started, you were just you were bullshitting, right? People were yeah. listening to what you had to say, your ideas of music. You were talking about new albums when they came out, different sorts of things like that. But it started with bigger bands and it started with more mainstream stuff. Then you started picking up, um, you know, kind of smaller artists. But then you started interviewing bands. And when you started interviewing the bands, it was people that you had casual connections with. And, um, you know, real quickly, really quickly, 27 episodes, you're interviewing Left and Jake. Um, but you had some really big ones in the first 50. Um, did you ever think that it was going to turn into what it did? No, I never did. I never thought that I'd even care to keep doing this this long because it's a lot of fucking work. You know, you see the work that I put into it on the back end. And and even then, you don't even see how much more goes into it from there. I mean, and, and just so we're clear, I'm, I'm here today 
I'm, I'm taking over. I'm going to call myself the host. I'm going to pretend that I had a ton to do with this, but this is really just me talking to a really good friend and I'm not going to have anything to do with all the back end stuff that's going to take you hours. So basically what I'm saying is right now I'm reaping all the reward and sitting in your seat. And I got none of the, uh, none of the drawbacks. There's no, I mean, I hate post-production. It's my least favorite thing to do about this podcast. And it has, I hate it so much and I never say hate. I actually corrected you earlier. I will say uh-huh. I hate post-production It so much that sometimes it makes me not want to do this podcast anymore because it, I'm such a perfectionist. I listen. I mean, this, this, let's say this episode goes for 50 minutes, right? Inherently, I have to listen to this at least for 50 minutes because I listen back to it from start to finish, but I'm stopping and pausing and splicing and working on volumes and levels and clips, and then I have to put in breaks and I have to look at timing and then I have to edit and I have to line things up, and then you have to actually burn these down or bounce them into three separate files and upload them to Adobe by a certain time because we're on the airwaves every Thursday at midnight Eastern, right? So I hate post pro. Let me just put it to you that way. Uh, So I didn't think that I was going to do this, this long for really that reason alone. It's monotonous uh, to do some of this stuff, but there's so much fun involved and so much impact that you can have. The turning point was for episode, I want to say was 15, I remember reaching out to the Bouncing Souls. The Bouncing Souls, I know you know, Jay. Not a, Love I would, the Bouncing Souls. Yeah, I mean, they're a staple, man. They've been around for fucking ever. And uh, I, they were even, they were around even before, like, my main time of listening to music. But I, I, they were like the wave before that. So I knew of them and respected them. And I think that they had a release coming up. So I said, you know what? We're 14 episodes in. That's enough, I think, for me to take a risk here and ask like a legitimate band that's a a national. They're international touring at times, too. So I just sent them an email and said, hey, uh, we're a music podcast. We're on Apple Music and we would love to do an interview. And dude, seriously, within two hours, they responded back. I couldn't even believe it. I had to, uh, at the time I called the our, my co-host Brandon and and I told I read the email to him in disbelief and I actually thought he was fucking with me. I thought like maybe he like sent it or or I didn't think that it was really possible that a band of that caliber in my mind a band that I looked up to um that they would want to come and talk to me and give me their time and that taste right there then it almost became a challenge. I was like, "Okay, who else can I get on here?" <laughs> Right. Right. And uh, you, you're going big. I mean, you um, you've settled into helping, you know, kind of not helping, but talking to up and coming. That's really where where the niche is. That's really where the, the fan base is right now. And it's great. I love it just as much as you do. Uh, but for a while there, I mean, you were it was I was impressed with text after text about these these big names that you're getting on. And in the interest of shouting out the success of people who have who've helped us in the past, um, did you know that Bouncing Souls put out a single like two weeks ago? I did. And uh, did you know that I featured them on our new Music Friday playlist? I did not. <laughs> well, uh, then boom. Boom, roasted. We have premiere episodes every Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available on all podcast platforms the following Monday. We're on all social media at Spin Thoughts, and our website is thespinningthoughts.com. I'm here with Jay Matthew of Metal Thoughts for the first ever takeover of Spinning Thoughts. I am his guest, and I pass the mic back to you, Jay Metal Thoughts Matthew. So, and I, it's definitely just a crazy time that we're in. Um, you know, kind of COVID has monopolized 2020 and a lot of craziness. Lives are changing completely. It doesn't matter what industry you're in, what you're doing. It's a, it's a global thing, man. And um, I've been, I've, I went two months without leaving my house. I shit you not. It was the craziest and greatest experience of my life. And now I don't know that I can go back when the time comes. Um, but that being said, um, that's not all the, that's all the craziness that's going on in the world right now. There's, there's a lot of really deep stuff going on. Um, you know, and I wanted to take a second just to bring up um, really relevant to the, to the music industry is, is pause the show. Um, what, what do you think about that? That movement? So, and the show must be paused, I think, was the trending hashtag. I'm looking it up right now as you're talking to make sure that we 
um, we're getting it correct because there's so always so many different you know hashtags. Pause the show, and I think the show must be paused is 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 the main one. So that that was in response to to say it you know blatantly the George Floyd murder, right? Uh, that was just a few weeks ago, and we all know about what's been going on uh, in the country to fight and scream and claw for the rights of everybody, and it's spinning thoughts. You know, we are here to lift others up and support everybody. And I uh, am proud of the diversity that we have on the team and of the diversity that we um, support in the content. And we could do way better. I mean, we could do way fucking better. And we're going to keep trying to do way fucking better in that arena. Uh, But the show must be paused came out of all of this and was asking for the music and entertainment industry to not promote releases and self-serving content uh, on a particular Tuesday right after this tragedy. And, you know, it originally started as a way for these outlets to either give people of color uh, the opportunity to have their voices heard and for us to be able to listen to their experiences and hear what they have to say or to... Uh, post links where you can donate or different funds or different resources. And th- of course it got twisted uh, on social media to, to become something where people thought it was to silence the movement or silence the protest. And and that certainly was not the involvement that it's spinning thoughts wanted to have. Um, but you know, it's, it's important for people with a platform to use it and, and to fight for those who, even if they have a platform, I mean, people of color have, platforms in different ways but you know they we still as a majority of other people need to 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 fight for others and so look with spinning thoughts we don't get political we don't get into a lot of things but this isn't something that you have a choice on i mean you're either fighting for it or you're not and we're fighting for it and it's it's beautiful that you say it like that because one thing that i want to point out from from my my own personal voice too um you know the music industry to me has always been about inclusivity. Um, you know, when it, all the conversations that I can think about in my lifetime with musicians, with people in bands, um, you know, with people in and around the industry, um, there's been some, some messed up stuff that's happened. It's like that in any industry, but um, you know, it, it's really, it's, it's about art. It's about bringing people together. It's in my opinion, one of the most pure things that's out there. Um, so celebrating, um, you know, kind of, that that kind of purest view and everybody coming together and spreading love, man. The spending thoughts motto, if you look at it that way. Absolutely, and there were there were people on Twitter that were uh, tweeting at bands and calling out bands that were not speaking out, and and basically, basically, social media wanted to know the bands and the athletes and sports teams and entertainers that they look up to that they give their hard-earned money to right they wanted to know where the fuck do you stand on this like it's kind of important to know because at this point now if you are somebody that isn't fighting and realizing how fucked up things really still are then people no longer want to support your art, your creativity, and give you money for it. And, they, I mean, people were being called out for it. And I was not, you know, somebody calling out others. But I, And I wasn't, you know, angry to see that it was happening. I think that it's important right now. I mean, social media ha- it has become life. <laughs> it really has yeah. become life, especially in quarantine. It literally is life right now. And if you're not going to stand up for something in life, then you're literally, what are you even doing? I mean, that's, that's a perfect way to put it. I mean, everybody's got to, got to take a stand and, um, you know, this is for, for a long time, this issue has been right and wrong, clear as day. Um, you know, and I, I think finally we're starting to have a productive conversation about it. We're finally starting to see, see change. I hope, um, you know, kind of to make things better in the world. And I mean, really, this is an interesting time from, you know, kind of, all of all of this and the, the terrible things going on and and covid and all of these different things what is there any is there any go-to for you musically is there anything that you're listening to to pick yourself up to get your mind off of it to keep your flow going i am the kind of music consumer 
that has different tastes at different times of the of the year, like in different seasons. Are you one of those people? Do you know what I'm talking about, Jay? I listen. I can only. My wife is a country music fan, and I can only stand the sound of it if it's 80 degrees or warmer, and I have a beer in my hand. Agreed. Uh, agreed. So you, you're catching my drift here. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Thank you. Uh, not to the extreme or, or even remotely close to the extreme that we're talking about with country. I am with reggae and with Bob Marley specifically <laughs> to be cliche or whatever. I don't care. I love, love Bob Marley. I love everything um, that just the brand of and I'm not ashamed to admit. I mean, it is a brand at this point, right? Um, yeah, I, I like what the brand stands for. Anything that gives off uh, positivity and good vibes is something that I want to be a part of. So I've been I, I own two Bob Marley albums on vinyl. They're, you know, newer re-releases, 180 gram, nice, thick. They give off a really, really good sound on my um, sub uh, with that. Just, you know, dude, as a bass player, the, the bass playing in reggae is just a it's like second to none. Right. Um, so that's what I've been jamming just to kind of get my vibes up. One thing that I will say, your your beautiful, wonderful mother gave you a gift, Angelo. And the gift that she gave you was a an iconic bass. Right. Um, she, she did. I, I hope you know where I'm going with this. She gave you an iconic bass styled after the one played by Sir Paul McCartney. Yes, um, the uh, the Hofner violin style bass. So when Angelo and I started to oh, Christ. Um, <laughs> become really good friends, Angelo you know, was telling me about this band he was in, and they didn't have a bass player, and he asked me to come <laughs> just hang out with them and jam a little bit, see where it went, um, you know, kind of learn some stuff. And so I show up with these lofty expectations, and I think I made I, – I'm not full of myself. Like, I'm – I'm okay. I muddle through. I'm a better musician than I am a bass player. So I can hear some things and I'm decent at, decent at writing something. But uh, I show up and I didn't have a bass at the time because um, I had sold it years ago. I had stopped playing. Um, so Angela let me borrow this Hoffman. And I showed up. Um, <laughs> and this, so for those of you not familiar, a, a Hoffman violin style bass is, it's, it's small. The frets are further apart. And I hadn't played in years. And I picked this thing up, and I it had to have been the most embarrassing. I was getting so frustrated because my fingers weren't moving where they were supposed to. It wasn't until I went out and bought myself a bass, because for whatever reason, I don't know if it's because we got really drunk and had a good time <laughs> or what it was, but they asked me to come back. So I went out and bought a bass. Yeah, I, thought, I just felt bad for you. The bass were further apart. Yeah. Um, and that that's really where it all started, so... Um, you know, I, I thank you for years of letting me um, come along for the ride, so to speak, whether it's uh, coming to, to cool festivals and playing in a band, getting in front of, uh, um, you know, audiences, not to not to, you know, kind of kind of brag on things that we've done. But we we drank a bottle of Jack Daniels with Iron Butterfly. One, day. We, um, <laughs> one of my favorite memories ever, man. I mean, Iron Butterfly uh, in Agata de Vida is the the song that got me into music. So yeah, that there's really not much better that I could think is to drink whiskey with Iron Butterfly. And I don't want to ruin their mystique, but this is how cool these guys are. Um, you know, first off, humble dudes. I mean, you would never know that they were, um, you know, in a band that's been at some of our original members. You'd never know they were in a band that's as big and been around with one of the most iconic songs of all time because they're just normal dudes. We spent all day with them and they were great. But when they play Hinagata Davida they take like a 10 minute drum solo in the middle of the song <laughs> yes. and they all leave the stage and drink a bottle of Jack Daniels on the side of the stage and don't go back on the stage until said bottle is gone. <laughs> so Angela and I got to be a part of this experience, this tradition from this iconic band. And it's things like that, um, you know, that, that I've been able to be a part of. Um, it's things like hosting this podcast and having you on as a guest. I mean, this might not be the only time that I ever get to do this, but you were a hell of a first guest to have. Thank you. Thank you. I, I'm honored to be the first guest on the what, – what did you even call this? I was just so blown away by how powerful your intro was. I forget it already. I'm going to go with Metal Thoughts Takeover. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. I mean, we can get real heavy with it. I Full disclosure, as much as I love everything about Spinning Thoughts – um, as much as I love the um, wonderful introduction that, that one of our former contributors put out there, 
Um, I really wanted to take this metal takeover to, to the extreme and like record like a heavy metal version of that. Wasn't in the cards, didn't have time. Um, really well, Jay, hard to do with. Jay, social you and I are taping this early. There's time that I can make something happen here. You, you look, we're taping this. People may have already heard an intro that is uh, not that is heavy. Who knows? We'll find out. Uh, maybe they did. Listen, if you heard a heavy intro, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> you know, kind of for the. If you didn't, then um, the we wanted to. Give us. Yeah, <laughs> we, we wanted to. Just understand that we tried to make this something special. Um, we either gave up, got lazy with it, or it happened. There you go. Or it happened. Listen, and if it happens, fantastic. It, I hope it was great, and I hope you enjoyed the experience. Um, if not, the original is really freaking good. Um, so don't take that for granted and, and enjoy that every second of the day. Angel, I have one more question for you because I know that we're out of time. Um, this is a follow-up to one of my favorite Spinning Thoughts episodes, the uh, uh, the last two, the two-parter with the uh, the conspirators on there giving some love back and letting their voices be heard, which was really cool to, to hear some of them for the first time that I've known for years here through this experience. But uh, have you listened to Ordinary Man by Ozzy Osbourne at this point in time? The answer is no. I'm just going to – I'm not even going to dance around it. The, it, it. It's no. I have not. And I have it saved. I told Sammy this. I was like uh, – I think I'm so – it was the last one, 202. I told Sammy that it, I, I have favorited – it's favorited id. Favorited did. Whatever the word is. It's 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 favorites. It's – God, I can't say the word. <laughs> uh, thank God I'm going to cut this and I am in control. I have no, it. you are. You cannot. You can't. You can't get that out. I, People need to hear that. God. You put a star next to it so that it comes back up. <laughs> Change the verbiage and move on. Listen, I <laughs> hit the heart button next to "Ordinary Man," the album from Ozzy Osbourne, and I have not listened to it. I see it all the time in my albums that I need to listen to. No, I have not listened to it. Well, that, that is definitely your loss. Um, the, the title track has Elton John on it, and it is phenomenal. Slash is, uh, you know, Duff McKagan and Slash from Guns N' Roses are on the album. The drummer is the dude from uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So he spared no expense at putting a cast around him. Um, Post Malone's even on two songs. I don't know how much more diverse you can really be hoping for from Ozzy Osbourne at this point. I, if but, it doesn't um, have a wage war feature, I'm not listening to it. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, fair enough. Um, well, one more time, just want to thank you for being here. Thank you for having this podcast for us all to listen to and for us to have the opportunity to talk. And hopefully it was as interesting for some of you at home to listen to as it was for me. Angela, we love you. We thank you. Um, please make sure that you check out um, the Spinning Thoughts podcast at Spin Thoughts on all the social media platforms. New episodes come out every Wednesday at midnight going into Thursday on Adobe Radio. The replays drop next Monday. Um, spinningfox.com bestspinningfox.com is where you want to go to check out a bunch of excellent reviews from yours truly um, archive podcasts a lot of great cons- uh, contributors a lot of great uh, content Angelo's face is all over this thing we love him at my thoughts spin is where you get him and his personal views on things Angelo love you brother appreciate the time and thank you so much man
my enemies, I gotta get mine. I can see the panic in your eyes. Tell me how to pick, terrify. Cause the new national anthem. Don't move, put your hands up. Came off the Amistad with the glow. Hate the melanin, love selling it. Even man, he didn't listen, no. But anyways, you know what it is. I can't trust nobody. Duct tape on your third eye. I know y'all watch and play. Know how to get one by night time. It's the new national anthem. They tell you don't move. And just put your hands up. I know what I do. I don't need your answers. Put a price on my head. I might throw a tantrum. It's the new national anthem. Put a price on my head, I might throw a tantrum. It's the new, it's the new way. 